How's it going, everybody? This is Henry, and you've tuned into another episode of Twenty Six and Under. Joining to me with me today is Rob and Matt. And today we are talking about Hayaka Ryorin Samurai Girls. That we are. We are talking about a guy who transforms women into samurai. Well, yes. Of old. Well, I mean, Master Samurai. Master Samurai. Master Samurai. All these characters are named after old Sengoku era generals and or other samurai. Mm-hmm. In- well, including main character. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what did you think of the show? Uh, well, I had watched this originally when it was airing, and I believe I've seen the second season, but I can't remember much of it. Uh-huh. Um, I remember when I first watched it, I really liked it. And watching it this time, I am reminded, I started watching the English dub and was reminded why I did not enjoy its English dub. Uh, some of the voices in the very early episodes are very hard to listen to. That's fair. Um, I flipped over the Japanese for like a couple episodes, then flipped back and it seemed like whatever voice direction was wrong was fixed at the, at the point that I was at. Yeah. Um... I still, I wouldn't say this is, like, a great anime, but I think, like, animation-wise, uh, color-wise, it was still very well done. Um, it's definitely in the look at these perverted situations happening. Yeah, it, it, it falls into that trope a lot. Yeah. The characters are done really well, though. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Rob, what do you think? I, I wasn't entirely ready for that much tits. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, let me... Oh, man. Okay, let me bring up this real quick. So the version that I watched back in the day when it was airing was censored. And the way that they censored all those versions that you saw uncensored was they'd have paintbrush stri- stri- uh, like strokes. Which should go along with the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's actually that's, really cool. That's classy. Yeah, and it was really cool because it goes with the aesthetic because you have a bunch of the, like moments when they're doing big attacks and stuff and it's all the paintbrush like the ink splotch ink splotches. Yeah. Yep. So it was really cool and I sit there and I'm like, man, I kinda just want to watch this uncensored because the the use of the censoring in the censored version was really well done, mm. in my opinion. And mm-hmm. from what I can remember, again, this was six or seven years ago that this that I was watching this, so or maybe longer. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, that's it. The uh, the art direction on this is amazing. I looked great <laughs> the entire thing time. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the show. What it was. Uh, but it, it wasn't one that I... I don't know that I would have finished this if it wasn't for oh, the I podcast. I never even started it. <laughs> uh, th- th- I knew this that. looks like something that I might have started, gotten like an episode and a half into, and been like, "Nah." <laughs> oh, I think we I because we didn't actually talk about this during the uh, last episode, so we thought that we would be able to watch both season one and season two through yeah. legal streaming means. Turns it turned out. out it turned out that uh Sentai Filmworks only had on High Dive uh season one. 
both in English and Japanese, uncensored, but nobody else had season two. So we only watched season one, so we can only talk about season one. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get a chance to watch Samurai Bride. We didn't get to see how the, the craziness continues. <laughs> oh, I mean, if I remember right, we it goes some places. I don't remember if that if they do introduce Oda Nobunaga in that season or not, but that's all I care. To, that's all you usually want to care about when you're watching samurai stuff is when Oda Nobunaga shows up. Ridiculous. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into our characters. First off, our main character, uh, Munakira. Uh, yes, Munakira Jubei. Yeah, he is the. Uh, oh wait, Munakira Jubei is. No, no, it's is the, the last name. The Yag- last name was the same. Yagyu. Yagyu. Oh, Munakira Yagyu. Yeah, didn't expect to actually remember that. Uh, he's our he's our, our our protagonist for this show. Yes, he is fighting the power. Yes, <laughs> effectively, <laughs> effectively. <laughs> uh. This world is set in what if the what if the the Japanese consulate never stepped down? What if the emperor stayed as the main force? And also, what if samurai were super powered, uh, crazy people? Yeah, and had yeah. power levels and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what That's if so silly. what if ninjas were and, and and what if ninjas were like also still relevant and real and. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, what do you think of our main character? Uh He was kind of bland, which seems very it's, ma- it's, like it's on he, point. He very main character-y. Like well for this type of show specifically, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, this uh this is what we call the milk toast protagonist. Yeah. He doesn't have an entire character. He is there, so you see girls falling around him. Yep. Yeah. He didn't have he had just enough I don't know, quirk or like there was just enough about him to be not quite just the uh base uh self insert or not self like not self insert like I couldn't see myself as him that character. Oh yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he had he had just enough going on where it wasn't the uh audience insert. That's the one I was looking They're for. They're rare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just enough going on that he wasn't quite that, but there wasn't anything more than that little touch. Yeah. He was not uh, like Matt said, he's the very cookie cutter toasted bread kind of yeah. main character. I mean, so, uh, one of the things that he is, though, is he is very much playing on the samurai aspect of the world. He is very much the how fiction portrays the samurai to a T. Okay. Like, honorable, uh, and, like, as they bring up in the series, he's a very good general where Mm -hmm. he cares about the the people under him. He's not just sending them off to die. Yeah. He wants to set them up. Yeah. All right, Matt. What do you think of Jubei, our main female protagonist, and our first of the samurai masters? Uh, so or master samurai. Master samurai. So Jubei is a very fun character trope that I hate having to see done in English. <laughs> um, 
the character trope is I have a split personality. One side is bubbly happy and the other side is very serious. Because, like, Japanese voice actresses are very wide in their range a lot of the times. They're very good at hitting both both parts relatively easily because because they just the the way the voices work at least from me being not a a non-native japanese speaker and just being able to just hear the voices uh i'm always surprised when it's like oh look this mature character is also played by this character that uh, also this actress played this uh eight-year-old and also played this character that's like 40 and this character that's 40 sounds completely different um but in this case, it was the cast. It seemed like they casted a person that could do the serious voice very well. Yeah. But every time she was bubbly in the English dub, I wanted to just die. It just didn't come over well. <laughs> I thought the bubbly uh, Junbei was pretty great, actually. Well, like, the character's great. It was just, like, it was a personal problem with the voice. But that was that was me. Um, otherwise, I love the character trope. Um, it's one of my, it's one of my favorites when when it does show up is the split personality because they always end up doing very good jobs with mel- working with a split personality. It seems whenever I see it in anime. I wonder if that stems from the fact that Japan's just animating and requiring more voice work, just that much more voice work than we do over here. Probably. So, yeah, voice actors actually... Well, they they go to a... Like, you go to university to be a voice actor. Yeah. Fa- voice it's, actor. Like, <laughs> There's a lot more to it overseas than people yeah. get dedicate to it here in the U.S. Yeah, like, here it's... Uh, you do... Like, there is, way, there is ways to get into the voice acting industry here. But when you go look at Japan, it's like <laughs> you are going and spending... Your entire college career at university, going into being a voice or studying to be a voice actor, you're also learning to sing. You're also learning to do all these other things because you are not just being a voice actor when you are going into voice acting. You are being literally sold as whatever they need to sell you as. So you have to be able to do singing. You have to be able to voice act. You have to have a very wide range and you have to look pretty. Yeah, because they sell they sell voice actors off of their physical looks too. Mm. It is quite a different industry. The last big character I want to cover, at least, is uh, Hattori Hanzo. Well, I which, mean, which is our, our antagonist, basically. That's like a Hanzo's not our antagonist. That was the ninja. She's our antagonist well, she, for the first yeah three or four episodes because she's the head of the student council. You mean she, she's Princess the... Sen? Oh, servant. Yeah, she's the head. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Sen, not Hattori. Hattori Hanzo was the maid. Sen was the... Oh. <laughs> right. It was Listen, Sen, Yukimura, and Jubei were the three samurai. I don't do names well, okay? I, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> you said Hattori Hanzo. I was like, why are we going to talk about the ninja? I'm fine to talk about Hattori Hanzo. She's a silly character. But, like, we're not even finished talking about the Master Samurai. She is a silly character. <laughs> okay, so we want to talk about Princess Sun, then. Yeah. Okay. Which one Which one of us did you want to actually do that with? Uh, start with that. Robert. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
I mostly liked her. She was she was actually the least interesting of the main five six five girls, right? Uh, There's do, 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 the yeah. three samurai oh, and then the two assistants and then the ex and then and the, then we get pigtails yeah. later. Pigtails. Uh, the she was she, she was the least interesting of the five. I found. Uh, kind of waffling back and forth between whether or not she wants to be on Muniakira's side early on. Uh, treating Hanzo like garbage. I mean, which is what Hanzo such, wanted. Such is this 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 not a lifestyle. <laughs> such such is the um, being the princess of the Tokugawa shogunate. Yeah, and yeah. uh. Also, such as the way of being the sadistic character trope out of the uh, character tropes that we have going. Yeah. She, it's, <laughs> she, she just ends up... That's the one that ends up as, like, my least favorite most of the time. Like, it has to be played a lot better than they played with her here. Okay. Uh, uh, I really like Sen's character, but that's just because... But, like, it's because of watching her, like... Seeing the comedy of errors that is the first two episodes <laughs> is, like, a good enough reason to... Whenever she... Like, when she's being competent, it's like, oh, look, she's being high and mighty and everything. But when she thinks everything's gonna go away, a certain way, and then something just, like, fucks it up, and she just starts being a bratty child is, like, hilarious to me. She starts acting like the spoiled princess <laughs> that she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like uh, when when like in the first episode or in the second episode when she's talking to Muni Kira and she's like, "You were supposed to be there at five. I was sitting there waiting for ten minutes <laughs> or like an hour before you were supposed to get there. I saw you leave." <laughs> <laughs> but, Why didn't she just get him then if she saw him leave? No, she said no, to meet up at yeah. five. They were supposed to meet up at five. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> She's an idiot. <laughs> Every single one of the, yeah. the female characters are an idiot. Yeah, that's how the show goes. That's how all of these shows go. Alright. I feel like those are the main characters of our show. Well, you didn't talk about Yuki, uh, Yukimura. The My little mind one. is not working. The little one with the big forehead. Oh. 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 The, the one with the The, the second Master Samurai. Yeah. Right. The, or third, in this case. I am not the biggest fan of this character. That is why. Ah. That's fair. Um. So, Yukimura is our, like overly smart like the the brainy character which is very different from what i remember re reading up on yukimura and how he's depicted in a lot of other stuff mm -hmm. where yukimura most of the time is this muscle brown idiot um at least in sengoku basura which is the one that i have the most uh knowledge of and so seeing Yukimura being played as the like intelligent master strategist character is very weird. Gotcha. Um she is the exact trope that every lolly character is. Yeah. Which is I'm I'm trying to be bigger than I actually am and I'm smart and 
I'm going to try to be better, like, try to act the better part. Oh, no, the main character is being nice to me and treating me like a child, and I actually like that. Yeah, I did not like their character. Of of the the three. Also overly jealous and overly possessive is what she is too. But I guess everybody but Jubei is very overly possessive. Uh, out of the three. Jubei gets there at a couple of points. Yeah, but although it feels like she gets there for entirely different reasons than the other exactly, two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the majority of the show's antics and plot comes from being overly je- jealous. Oh yeah, yeah. Of I our mean, main yeah. character. That, yes, welcome <laughs> to uh, welcome to the actual like harem plot writing. Is uh, we need uh, the characters to all do this thing. Well, this character is jealous of this character getting more attention than them. Huh? Huh? That that works. How long can we keep this going? Says uh, fifty episodes. Wow, we can keep it going for that long? Oh, no, we can keep it going for longer, but we only have 50 episodes to cover. Yeah. <laughs> initiate filibuster. <laughs> yeah, initiate. No progress gets made. Who's the girl that he's going to end up with? Uh, No progress has been made, but no progress has been made. <laughs> All right. Are there any other individual characters you guys want to cover? I actually do want... Uh, personally, I do want to cover the two assistants, Hanzo, and, uh, I should, I should remember her name. The one that's wearing the loincloth all the time. The one that's very, yeah, the, the... Yukimura's assistant. Yeah, Yukimura's assistant, whose name is escaping me. I have no idea. Um, I know Hanzo because Hattori Hanzo is the most, is like one of the two famous ninja names that you ever hear, ever. Yeah, it's I that. Mean, it's that in Saratobi Sasuke. Yeah, it's <laughs> fair. That one. That one is a little less on the nose than Otari Hanzo, but I think that's because of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of pushed that one over. So Hatori uh, Hanzo is the main maid, or is the head maid ninja for Princess Sen, and. Uh, Effectively, she is the super heavy masochistic uh, character where she enjoys when she's being mistreated poorly or mistreated. Specifically by Princess Sen. Yeah. Yes. Um, It brings upon the Yuri-like aspect of how... Japanese like to write female French or female characters is these two females are very good friends. Also, they might want to <laughs> fuck. <laughs> just maybe. Just just a little bit. Her weapon was silly too. Oh yeah, it was uh it was a giant pole arm to like split into two katanas if she needed it to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How? Yeah, it's ninja weapon. Yes. Don't understand. It's the weapon for the sneakiest of people. I don't understand. She also had uh, the, the glasses. She, she also had scouters. Yeah, she, she had she had the DBZ scouter glasses. Scouter glasses. Yeah, one hundred percent. It said her power level was five million. You need to get those replaced. Oh, <laughs> next next time. See, I said it was five million. <laughs> it's saying it right here. <laughs> These are new ones. 
Um, and then I can't really make any headway on the other character besides she's the like passive. Oh, I like I don't like being looked at, shy girl. Yeah. Which is I understand it's like a whole trope in this trope, but it's still refreshing. Yeah, because it's such a stark contrast to everybody else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a uh, it's it's a trope that's used a lot, and it's usually they're they're they are like servant or like what this character is, where she's a servant to a very outspoken and like above like above everyone kind of character Mm -hmm. so this character is a lot more subdued and passive and like shy yep and usually they don't like the main character looking at them but the main character will look at them because the uh, character next to them is a probably not somebody you should look at if you don't want police sirens going off exactly rob were there any other characters you wanted to touch on uh, pigtails. The uh, the the comic relief character that shows up like halfway through. The mm. one with the giant hammer. Yes. <laughs> that said love. That said love. It was a warrior of love. She was great. The one that. Guess I'm getting knocked out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely useless. Every character just puts her down the entire time, and it make it just she deserved it every time except when they, she was a child and yukimura and the whole flashback with yukimura where yeah that shit <laughs> that shit was just a child being mean all right so now that we cover characters i think we should actually start talking about this this plot quotations which this show actually had a couple different plot points to yeah it. Well, it was mainly one actual overarching plot going on the entire time, which is, was just against. It was just them fighting against the shogunate, right? Well, uh, it was it was them thinking the shogunate was the evil ones. Yeah, and then it turned out the shogunate was kind of evil, but not the big evil. But not yeah. the big evil. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the shogunate. Uh, so, effectively, what was happening was the the we get the plot after getting introduced to all the characters which is um sen and uh munakira are realizing that a bunch of these characters that are a bunch of these female students that are related to previous master samurai have just been going missing over a long period of time uh we then find out in the well i'm going to say the first climactic arc of the story um that the uh bro- that sends brother the actual like head of the shogunate or whatever in yeah. this area the the actual student council president um it was kidnapping these people these women to for- turn them into master samurai but not through the normal means make making artificial master samurai because we've learned that uh japanese men have law all uh, all japanese men have effectively lost the ability to be generals because they're being a lot more uh a lot less like the samurai of old and being a lot more like how some people see modern japan nowadays Mm -hmm. 
So it was, uh, that was one of the evil plot lines that was going on. And then the other one was, uh, of, a villain from that keeps reincarnating constantly that I was hoping to be named Odu Nobunaga and it was named somebody else entirely, uh, was being brought back to life again. And that was what Jubei and, uh, her sister, whose name is escaping me, uh, were effectively brought to do was bring that person back to life. Yeah, they were created. Yeah. For that. Yeah. But Jubei fell into uh, Muni Akira's arms and, and contracted ruined with him. the uh, yeah. entire plan. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. Literally fell into his arms. Yeah. Uh, so. And she wasn't the only one. <laughs> no. Every, every female character fell into his arms at some point. <laughs> every single. Actually, no. Not one. Uh, D'Artagnan did not. <laughs> the one French character. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the samurai from France. The samurai from France. Because the only country that couldn't make, that didn't have generals that could make Master Samurai was Japan. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else you could. <laughs> and they were called Master Samurai still. <laughs> So silly. <laughs> the world is so silly. It but really that was is. the effective two plots of the series. Mm-hmm. The first plot taking over like the lion's share of the series. It was like I would say seven to eight episodes. Yeah. And then the one with the the B plot took over the remaining little bit. Yeah. The B plot kind of took over two episodes in the middle. And then the last two-ish yeah. episodes. And it was also the, wait, I thought you died in the final episode. Oh, no, 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 no. No, well, I did die. <laughs> well, I did. But then he became a real general and I became a real Master Samurai. It's like, but you still died! <laughs> is it really a B-plot, though, or is it more just an evolution off the A-plot? It might be just an evolution off the A plot. It, yeah. it, the thing was, was we didn't know about this evil samurai till Jubei's, till the evil character, the evil samurai showed up. Yeah. The white samurai to, uh, Jubei's black aura samurai. Yeah. But every, anytime I think of like B plot, I think of like a, a completely different thing happening. Oh, like going yeah. to the beach yeah, and hot exactly. springs. Yeah. And a giant they water would, beast being summoned. Yeah, they would never do that here. <laughs> never have a giant sea monster hidden in your pocket. <laughs> that you throw into the hot spring. I couldn't. I was I was done. <laughs> that was great and you know it. No, it's not okay. It's it's how everything goes. It's just you knew there was gonna be a hot spring and beach episode. They put it into yep. one yep. and they still gave you a plot. And they still gave they, you plot. They really shouldn't have, man. <laughs> they should have just stuck to uh, Hot Spring and Beach episode. Oh, no, no. That's not how these series go. I know. <laughs> I was ar- I was super suspicious when we were c- tackling both tropes at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then, surprise, pocket sea monster happened. And I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> 
I like finished the episode and was like, let's just stop watching it for the day. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Is there any, uh, anything else we want to talk about plot or is this going to be a rather short episode? Seems like it's going to be a rather short episode. The plot is there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it actually drives the, yeah. the story forward. The, yeah, this Which is more than you can say for most of these kinds of shows. Yeah. This yeah. isn't like a Monster Musume or other ones yeah. like this, like Two Love Rue, where it's that, just... That have a quote-unquote plot. <laughs> oh, no. Two Love Rue has no plot. It's literally watching the main character fall into people, into other female characters' boobs for like... It's mostly just the characters interacting. 50 episodes, 60 yeah. episodes, and then finally deciding, no, I like the pink-haired one, and you're like, god damn it! <laughs> Yeah, this one definitely shows off like all the the characters interacting as you come to expect with this kind of genre. But having an actual plot was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, if that's the case, then how do we feel about the animation for this show? Obviously, the characters were beautifully done. Oh, this oh. is this is by far like high quality. Not not me being like and like the joking sarcastic like high quality cuz of the boobs and everything like this is high <laughs> no, this quality is high quality animation was, yeah. they didn't beautiful across the board yeah they didn't have the like they when they were setting up like a perverted scene it felt like a natural scene instead of just the like being super forced into it yeah here's he, like we watched uh me and henry were uh were in the podcast and we watched uh the do not play with h that that perverted one. Oh right, the one with demons. No, and that no. one and that one had the problem of a lot of the times it's all of its like etchy scenes and everything were super forced. Yeah, they were, and also having a terrible plot and also not great animation. Yeah, all the things <laughs> the show did well, that show did poorly. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of one of those that show walked so this show could run. Yeah. <laughs> And I and like personally, I hope the second season kept up with all the positive parts of this one. And I don't know, yeah. I might go watch it on my own time to double check. But I remember this series always still having the same bar of quality, mm-hmm. yeah. which is really nice. There, there was the one episode where uh, some of the uh, lewd scenes felt forced, but it was explicitly because the characters were forcing them yeah the, <laughs> yeah. the evil character was forcing them yeah, yeah, yeah. like so that's a really good job of actually making it make sense in hindsight yeah yeah no the the characters played off each other extremely well yeah. but no i uh i loved the uh the blocky line oh yeah around every character like with the fact that all of the powers used that ink splotch brush stroke like thing going way. on like like as i as i was saying like and this is one of the things that i really love about um really it's a really weird hard to find like points about anime a lot of time is deep brush strokes and bright vibe and like bright vibrant colors yep and when you see it you just remember like the designs a lot better and like you remember the animation so much better than you do when it's just like looks like clan ad which i remember clan ad because it's impossible not to remember when something breaks your heart 12 times mm-hmm. but uh 
You, but I don't remember it for any of its animation because its animation quality is bad. I only remember it because its writing is so high quality. Whereas this one will be the opposite. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still the, think the writing's still actually re- relatively well done. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do anything bad with the writing or the like. I have zero complaints with the plot, with the characters, with yeah. the writing. But the animation is just bounds better. Oh, yeah. And, like, nope. it might be the best one I've seen for the show so far. I mean, I it's not the best one that the show's seen, personally. No. Because right. we, we did Madoka Magica, which is Shaft. We did... Uh, uh, we watched Yuri on Ice. Oh, yeah. We watched Yuri on Ice, which is Mappa. Like, this is not yeah. Mappa or Shaft or yeah. Trigger or... Man, I should have just picked the Trigger anime for this one, but no, I didn't. Uh, or um, Gainax, or I should say old Gainax, um, or a lot of other ones. Yeah, but I'm on, what, episode six right yeah, now? Yeah, you're, you've, you've been here for six, and this is definitely the highest quality like animation we've seen in a while. Like, even for me and Henry, I think this is the highest quality animation we've seen in a while yeah, for this show. Yeah, it is, for sure. Uh, do either of you have any special remarks about the music? I can't think of anything. Oh, I love this opening. This opening is just a the opening's really nice. Like, gets you off kicking. It's like really good. And the ending, even though it's one of those ones where you can't watch with people around because it's showing a lot of <laughs> naked bodies, is very is a very cute song sung by all sung by the voice actresses, which is always a good. Uh, which is always fun when they do that, and they always do it for like harem animes because they have like seven voice actresses. So of course we should have them all singing. I absolutely love the cute little uh, Jubei walking, walking, thing. yeah, running and then splat. Yeah, is <laughs> really good. Um, but in in the show itself, I can't think of any like outstanding music notes. Oh, it has, but it keeps the it it's music for the background music keeps the tone of the still samurai-esque world right it's got a lot of the japanese like samurai music uh-huh. and that's i think the thing that they were going for was make sure that it keeps the samurai it just keeps aesthetic it keeps you in that yeah. world yeah the, the sound immersed. direction was really good okay especially when particularly noticeable oh, especially whenever somebody was going super power or using a superpower, and all of a sudden you just hear like the the paintbrush spl- or the paint splatters every time when you're seeing the paint splatters on the thing it's just like it was good sound design all around like it's like for a series that for most part like i would put the plot in like a b range mm-hmm. like it has so much high quality like other everything stuff else. everything else <laughs> like it is crazy and and like that's why i that like when we rolled it i was like i remember this one and now i see why i remembered it it's like it's got all these parts about it that are really well done yeah for and it's cohesive yeah for, as opposed to like i've watched 20 billion harem animes over the curse of a long time and like i think it of all them just kind of fades into each other yeah yeah like i can name the ones that i spent the longest time with but like you you ask me hey matt what was that one you watched in uh, 2013 and i go uh i don't know i watched like not seven tenchi number 32 i mean look okay 
Tenchi Tenchi is its own beast, and <laughs> yeah, that writer is. is insane for how long he continues and he continues to keep adding to that fucking world. Before we go into more tangents, yeah, uh, where is everyone ranking this, Robert? Uh I'm gonna put this as an A. Like, like, like I said, I had no complaints about any of the plot, mm-hmm. and that was the low point for the show for me. Yeah. So, like, like everything else is phenomenal across the board. Uh, so, it, it, easy A. That's fair. Matt? It's, it's in my taste, and it's really well done, <laughs> so it's an A. Uh, I am also giving it a lower A. The only reason I'm not giving it, a, like, a higher A is because, again, this is hard to recommend to people. Yeah, like... Out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, like, look at me. I'm probably gonna... I'm the person that, when we finally roll Monster Musume, is probably gonna give it an S. But yeah. I'll also go, <laughs> I ain't gonna recommend this to everyone, <laughs> because even though I think it's a fucking great anime, and it's a very good one, I ain't gonna go, hey, look at this anime with snake titties. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, completely new person to this to this world. Watch this now. Watch this now. I'll still give it an S rank, because I believe it's really fucking good, and it's got such good animation quality, but that's me going on another tangent, because... Yeah. This uh, talking about harem animes turns me into I know too. M- I've watched and read too many of these. I need to not use them as reference points, <laughs> but I do. All right, Matt. All right. I believe I believe you have set us up for for the next show. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I had I wanted to pick a mecha anime, and I wanted to pick one that was like at a quality that I would determine to be like high bar. Uh-huh. And it's not because I thought that we were going to watch a bad anime this this uh thing or this episode or not. Yeah. It was we haven't really had a real mecha anime. And I don't no. want our first mecha anime to be like one of the really bad ones. That's reasonable. So, I went through the painful process of learning <laughs> how many mecha animes I like that aren't named Gurren Lagann or Ava, um, <laughs> that I uh, have to p- that I could pick from. So you're not picking Ava? I am not picking Ava, I'm not picking Gurren Lagann. Okay. Um, the reasons being, uh, Ava I have very strong opinions of, and yep. I don't want to be the host for that episode, so when it randomly comes up that I'm the host for that episode, <laughs> it's going to be very funny. Uh, same thing for Gurren Lagann, I have very strong opinions on that anime, and when it, it, when it gets rolled and I'm the host... We'll find out how strong my opinions are of that anime. <laughs> Even if you're not the host, we're still going to know. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be well known, my opinions on both of those. Um, so I came up with two. Uh, I brought this up to everybody pre this episode as like, hey, this is a, this is what I'm thinking because one has a different show structure to the episode and the other one's keeping the show structure the same. But I w- I don't think it's like as high quality as mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. Uh, it was a two to one. Uh, so we are going with the one that is standard episode structure. Gotcha. Um, and that is Goat Honor. Let me pull that yeah, up. Somehow I became the tie breaking vote. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> What's it called, Matt? Uh, go, uh, go Donner. G O D A N N A R. 
also known as Shi- uh, Shinkan Gatai Godaner in Japanese. So in this, uh, so this anime, uh, I'll read the synopsis because I should be able to read this without fucking it up. Five years ago, while battling an alien force known as Mim- uh, Mimesis, fuck, I already fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> Donar pilot Go Saru Watari first met Anna Aoi. Today is the day of their wedding. The ceremony is interrupted when a Mimesis. Fuck, I forgot how fucking bad some of these names are to read out loud. Uh, strikes, strike again. As Go struggles in his battle against the threat, Anna stumbles upon a top secret re- uh, robot known as Neo Okusayer uh, and uses it to, as a last resort to save her fiance. At that moment, Donner and Neo Okusayer uh, merge together to become the, a mighty robot, Go Donner. Uh, this is a re- really good. Uh, Sunrise, I believe it's Sunrise, right? Do, 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 do. Oh, it's AIC. Um, a very good mecha anime from 2003. Um, it's one of the few that actually is like, has an English dub, because this was one of the things that was ha- hurting a lot of these, was yep. I was trying to find one that had an English dub just so that it wouldn't be annoying to watch, because I had one that didn't have an English dub. But it was, but I. It's also very wordy, and has a lot of visuals. I appreciate you, yeah. But also, I'm gonna have to get used to it at some point. <laughs> well, yeah, but I didn't. Wa- I I just wanted to go off of a new thing. Um, this uh, the character designs in this one are really good, and the story. I think I personally, from what I remember of the story, because I've watched it like four or five times, uh, it has a very good, well paced story. And it's a very good mecha anime where where it not only does it's doing the traditional like what so what the fandom knows no, is known as the super robot genre where it's giant robots fighting giant monsters, but the giant robots are like not to a power scale that a normal like in Gundam you have guys that are just shooting laser rifles right and they don't really yep. do super super moves and this you have a character that does like super crazy powerful moves and super poses and everything like that. So it's kind of like a superhero robot as opposed to like a military yeah, robot. Um but uh I I really liked this one and we'll see how everybody feels about it by uh next week. This is a 24 episode or 26 mm-hmm. uh doesn't say here. But I know it's like 24 to 26. Um, it has an English dub. It is on High Dive and VRV. Um, and the only thing I can remember from the English dub is the main character shouts a lot and has a crackly voice. Outstanding. <laughs> but, oh boy. But that is the, uh, but that's, that's the case with almost every mecha anime is yeah. you have to, is if you're, if it's the hot blooded mecha anime of the super robot genre, it's usually you have a character that's yelling and screaming a lot. So, um, yep. but yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Mecha animes. Yeah. I like giant robots. This one also sounds interesting because it sounds like it's not, it's more of the, the mecha kaiju 
Yeah, it is definitely both the ones I aspect. had. Both the ones I had picked were very much the mecha kaiju aspect. Yeah, not the because here's the problem with uh, trying to find the really fun political drama ones. They're yeah. all fifty episodes. That that's fair, <laughs> actually, because that's yeah. You that, need that more requires time more time to, to boil. To oh, there's out a lot so more. much. Uh, but then again, I sit here and I say that uh, one of my favorite one one of the like granddaddies of the mecha genre is like 170 episodes and it's all fighting a different kaiju every week mm-hmm. so uh well, i think that just about does it for us here for this episode yep uh, i'm excited to, to get going on this one yeah i'm excited to see to see in two weeks how everybody feels and i will let uh robert know what our anime pick was yep. so oh that's it I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of 26 and Under. We'll catch you all next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.